My guest today is Charlie Hall here to talk about his review of H1Z1. My name is Justin McElroy, and you're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Charlie, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Justin. Good to talk to you. Is this your first time? It is my first time on Quality Control. Wow. What a treat. Uh, We're talking about H1Z1, which was um, kind of an odd duck for us, uh, Polygon-wide. We're just now starting to get into reviewing games that are early access or aren't like a, you know, your classic ready-for-retail release. Um, But we... the, the. reviews that for games that you know you still have to pay money to play um i want to ask you first before we get into the the text of the review did you have any hesitations about doing a game that was uh sort of an early access review or were you pretty comfortable with that you know i was, I was comfortable with the concept of reviewing something that's available for purchase right as a consumer i'm going to put down money for something i want to know if it's any good. So from that perspective, no, I wasn't uncomfortable with it at all. Was I uncomfortable with reviewing something that is literally changing under me as I play it over the course of a month? Yeah, that that actually took a lot of work. Uh, So how did you approach it? How how was your approach to this different from a a classic review? My approach to this um, initially was to dive headlong in. I was there watching these servers go live the night that the game launched. And I really stayed with that game um, pretty solidly. It was pretty much my only gaming experience for the first several week weeks that it was out. It's all I did with my time. Um, so I was kind of tracking the changes in those initial couple of weeks with how the server infrastructure was working and how the game experience itself was kind of fleshing out. And then I stepped back for maybe a, another week or two And once again, at the end of that first month, uh, came back to it and and again, made it pretty much my only gaming experience for a couple of days, probably the better part of a week to just see how it had changed in the course of that month. Uh, I have a question here from Travis, and this kind of gets to the the point of what we're talking about. So I wanted to to go ahead and put it to you. And obviously this wasn't a... um this 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 approach to early access games is sort of a site-wide decision, but I wanted to get your take. He asks, why would you review an unfinished game? It seems counterproductive to me and unfair to the developer who's literally still in the process of building the game. It's true it's a purchasable product, but it's also an early access game and therefore unfinished. What do you think about that? Well, in crafting the review, I tried to spend my time between you know conceptual ideas but then also actual user experience that I was having so the concept I think of reviewing a game that isn't quote-unquote finished yet I- I'm not sure that I agree with that logic because the way games are released right now nothing's really ever finished the games are ongoing it's you know they're building these race cars as they're going around the track it's just you know we're we're starting in kind of the pre-qualifying laps with an early access release rather than you know the quote unquote launch day of a retail game i think it's a very similar animal i th- and i think it's still worthy of review and criticism yeah personally i i i kind of feel like once you start p- taking people's money 
for something, you kind of lose the right to uh, complain about getting your views. I mean, uh, theater is a good example of this where, you know, once your previews start, you can expect people to write reviews of the show and give their feedback on it because, I mean, you're, again, you're getting money from people. You might as well, uh, people should have some idea of what what they're getting in for, even if that experience is, is changing pretty drastically. Well, um, if, we're, if we're getting real personal, I don't personally like the idea of scored reviews at all. I spend my attention on uh, and my effort on the words and on on what I'm feeding back to my reader. I didn't I didn't actually give this game a, a numerical score at all. That was assigned by our editorial team. Mm-hmm. Do you think that this is something that like uh, you are are thinking it will be worthwhile? to come back to as a reviewer in in six months in three months in a year um how do you think you'll you'll return to h1z1 well you know what i did with my review of arma 3 is i, I came back to arma 3 uh after they'd released released uh, those substantive components that you know were flat out missing and that's the single player campaign there was no single player campaign with arma 3 when it launched and when it was available in stages, I came back to it and, and adjusted and amended Polygon's review from there. So I think I'll take a similar approach with H1Z1. I'm going to, you know, monitor it from afar. I'll probably dip my toe in there and try and get in a Battle Royale game when I can, because the mode is excellent. Um, but I'm going to wait, I think, until there's a substantive developmental um, milestone that they're going to hit, whether that is, you know, a brand new UI for the server infrastructure, whether that is a bunch of new servers coming online, whether that's uh, some additional game mode that they add. I, I can't tell, but I'm, I'm just going to have to use my my judgment and say when it's time. I'll probably look at it every couple of weeks and, and probably hit personal milestones of, of something like every month to look for a reason to go back and, and amend my opinion. Um, survival games like this are almost by definition uh, a challenge. They are created with an idea that you will die and die frequently and, and learn from that experience and then maybe last a little bit longer the next time. Um, when does that stop being fun? When does it cross the line? When does the game cross the line? And, and where does h1z1 sort of fall on that in that spectrum where does it cross the line in what way i'm not sure what you're asking when does it stop being fun okay i guess is what is what i'm saying for you personally as a reviewer playing something that is designed to sort of you're just barely scraping by when does that stop being enjoyable for you well it stops being enjoyable for me when you know, systems don't provide me the feedback and the function that I expect them to, to give me. An interesting example would be something like uh, DayZ. You know, I was playing DayZ in the original Arma 2 modification days, back before you could actually turn trees into wood. I've put probably in the neighborhood of four or 500 hours into DayZ. And I put it down, um, you know, when they stopped that development path with Arma 2 and moved on to the standalone. And again, I stopped standalone when it, it wasn't making those substantive gameplay improvements to, to zombie AI and environmental effects that, that I wanted it to make. You know, I was trying to kill zombies and it was too hard. It wasn't working. The game wasn't giving me the feedback that I wanted. And so I put it down. And it's one of those that I'm waiting to go back to. Um, a question from Michael that sort of touches on this, but it's something that you can hopefully expand on. How does H1Z1 compare to other survival games like DayZ or Rust? 
Is the potential there to meet or exceed the amount of fun those games provide? Personally, after playing a few hours of H1Z1, I found myself wanting to reinstall Rust. That's from Michael. <laughs> Rust, uh, Rust is a is a is an interesting game because it it has such ab- abstracted um, graphics and abstracted um, uh, you know systems within it. You know you're you're building a, a a semi-automatic weapon out of sticks and stones, basically, and it just. H1Z1 appears to pull more from the real world, from real experiences, from, you know, those wacky survival shows that you see on Discovery Channel. Um, and so in that, in that way, the kind of the, 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 uh, the build tree, as it were, the technology that's within the fiction of the game is a lot more realistic. When it comes to comparing it to something like DayZ, um, you know, the Chernaris map wasn't designed for Daisy, right? It was designed to be, you know, a combined arms military playground that you're going to fly fighter jets and helicopters over. So in that regard, the world of H1Z1 is much more tailored to that first person uh, foot perspective. The interior environments are multiple levels. They're highly detailed. There's a lot of clutter. For instance, you go into something like a police station and there's a booking area. There is an administrative area. There's an evidence area downstairs. There's a weapons locker downstairs. Upstairs, there's offices. Whereas in something like DayZ, pretty much you walk into a, a building. It feels very cramped, first of all. And there's mm-hmm. almost nothing in there. It's just an empty shell. Uh, H1Z1 feels a lot more lived in. Uh, I got another question here from Swarley who says, just curious if this should be looked at as another zombie game or if it adds enough to stand out among the hundreds of others. Do you think zombie games will die out eventually? <laughs> no, I think that we're going to be playing zombie games for another decade or more. And probably until, you know, until we move on from this mortal coil, Justin. Zombie games, I think, is here to stay. Is it a substantive improvement over the existing games? I don't think so. You know, I try not to make comparisons to other games within my reviews. But here you put me to the point. I don't think it is a substantive improvement in certain instances like that battle royale mode it Mm -hmm. creates an experience that is more stable and more compelling and more uh fun to play than other similarly hacked and scripted together modes that i've played in the arma 2 and arma 3 engine um but is it substantively better than daisy is it substantively better than rust or the hunter primal I don't necessarily think so. It's its its own experience, but it's on a different developmental trajectory, and I think it's worth watching what that tra- trajectory becomes. When you think back to your time with this game, what what single experience from playing it would you say sticks out to you the most? Uh, definitely the, the final rounds of a Battle Royale game where I was pressed up against a cliffside. Uh, the, this poison gas is released onto the map as the last 20 or 30 players are left in the environment. And as that wall of poison gas overtook me, I completely lost the horizon. All I knew is that there was gunfire all around. The poison gas was choking my character, and I just began downing uh, medication and health packs to try and keep myself going. I'm literally running blindly into this green fog, trying to find anything, and waiting at any minute for another player to just jump out of the bushes and gun me down. I eventually asphyxiated on that mountaintop, but 
it was one of the more memorable gaming experiences that I had this year. Do you personally, just you, Charlie Hall, game fan, which I know is what it says on your business cards, um, do you, Charlie Hall, game fan, uh, like consuming games this way? Given your druthers, do you like seeing a game sort of evolve over time? Uh, or would you prefer personally to wait until it's done, 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 and then play as, you know, as intended? You know, my, my free time, my gaming time, my time to be a game fan is very precious to me. And to be completely frank, I'm not likely to spend my time uh, playing an early access game that has kind of burned me once or twice. Mm-hmm. So if if this was my own free time that I was spending with H1Z1 and spending 20 minutes, an hour, two hours to trying to get into one game, I'm going to move on. So do I play early access games? Yeah, I play a lot of early access games. I was, you know, one of the first folks into DayZ, first folks into Minecraft. So we have a long history with even the early, early access games. But am I going to do it these days over a, a more refined, complete, air quotes, retail experience? Probably not. Uh you will probably not like making a, a, a statement like this, but I'm going to put the screws to you anyway. Uh, if uh, who is the person, if any, what sort of person would be well advised to go ahead and pony up the dough for H1Z1 now? And what sort of person should should wait or should everybody wait? Is, is there is there a reason from your perspective to to hop in now? Of course, there's a reason to hop in now. You want to be part of crafting this game. You want to be part of the team that influences the potency of certain weapons or how the map is laid out or how loot comes into the world or what the rules are in the next game mode to come after Battle Royale. If you want to be part of that community and you want to do that work and you want to be in the forums and you want to have a close communicative relationship with this game's Twitter account and Facebook account and Reddit moderators... Yeah, this is for you. Uh, if you're like Joe Blow going, looking for a Steam sale, looking for something cheap and looking for something to have a couple hours of fun in on a weekend, this is not for you. It is frustrating. It is um, not finished. And it is it is very clearly labeled as such before and after you buy it and every time you boot it up. Uh, Charlie, thank you so much for joining me here on the program. Uh, anything else you wanted to say about H1Z1 that the people should know? You have a, a quite a few words in your review. I would imagine you probably covered most of your bases there, but anything uh, anything else you want to add? No, I mean, really, I, I spent a lot of time talking about that Battle Royale mode. It's, it's something that's been attempted in other similar survival games. I love the direction that they're taking. I love the potential that it has, and I can't wait to see more. Excellent. Charlie Hall, thank you so much for joining me, and thank you to you at home for listening. I hope you had a good time uh, with with this episode. We have regular episodes of Quality Control whenever there's a new game to talk about, so make sure you head over to iTunes.com forward slash Quality Control, and you can subscribe there. And if you could leave us a rating or review, that would certainly be helpful. Uh, And uh, we'll be back with you soon. Until next time, keep it tuned to... not, Not that you can tune an internet browser, but... Keep your internet browser locked to Polygon.com for a lot more content. And we'll be back with you next time we have a game to talk about. For Charlie Hall, I'm Justin McElroy. Thank you for listening to Polygon's Quality Control.